0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Now. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Now. Rolls to the right. Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there. Enzo, caught. Touchdown to Cornwallis. Market Jones! Death Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cord Lion! Corn Brand! Death Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back, back here on the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. And uh, coming to you here on a Tuesday evening is when this will be dropping. Um, We're still going to stick with that Monday nights uh, for the most part, but uh, ran into a scheduling conflict. And I actually got an announcement right off the top. Just due to kind of schedules, busyness, you know, Chuck's not going to be able to do the show with me anymore. Um, I know a lot of the rumor and innuendo will be that I kicked him off the show because uh, it's 2019 and he still used a fantasy football magazine that he picked up at Barnes & Noble or Walmart or Dollar Store, wherever he gets those these days. That's not the case. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing this show with Chuck. Uh, Chuck, I think he's remodeling his house. He's got some kids in sports. He's uh, just a busy man across the board. And it was just hard for him to kind of meet that time frame we were trying to do all the time. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to keep this show going. I'm going to do it solo. And I've got some plans, some thoughts, some ideas, as well as uh, it's going to give me a little more freedom to kind of do um you know, what I want, when I want, um, be able to record the show kind of at any time, but going to definitely try to have it for you, um, Monday evening, you know, might be even going up earlier than it has in the past. Cause normally we'd record kind of Monday night. I quickly edited it up, throw it up and have it for you guys by eight, eight 30, o'clock. It'll probably be sooner than that. Hopefully I can do it, uh, you know, the the day prior, whatever it may be, and have that thing ready uh, earlier on Monday evening is kind of the plan right now. But uh, like I say, all thanks to Chuck. He uh, really wanted to talk some fantasy football. We had some fun. It's just time and everything got in the way. I told him, you know, I'd try to keep the show going. And then uh, if he wants to come back down the road, if we can work that out or Maybe periodically can jump on. You know, I'd love to uh, still have him on when he can do it. But for the most part, you guys will be getting me talking fantasy football uh, once a week here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast uh, on this Monday fantasy football flavor type show. So I'm still looking forward to doing it. Hopefully you guys will uh, still tune in. I've still got lots of content I want to bring you. I'm going to come up with some gimmicks, some segments. I'll still have the soundboard at times, but I'll also be a one-man crew here. So, you know, I may turn on the mic. And just want to quickly talk football for 30 minutes with you. And get you guys up to speed on what I'm thinking fantasy football wise. So that's the quick update off the top. Um, the the other thing I just want to mention is I, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know if I'm falling apart. Uh, I've had back issues, neck issues. I've been sick. In, uh, and You can hear my voice is still a little rough. I got this cough going. So if I cough in the mic, if I sound odd last week and even this next week or so. That's why, and uh, I don't know what that's going on, man. I haven't been sick in forever. It's tough to do um, three-plus podcasts a week when you're hacking up a lung and not feeling well. But uh, like I say, I'm powering through it. I apologize for some of the audio quality, but wanted to let you know that off the top. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a little change-up for the show, but like I say, hopefully uh, you guys will dig uh, the solo content I'll be bringing you, all types of stuff like that. Um, so I got some great things here for the show today. Um, what we're going to do off the top, me and Chuck tried this last week, I'm going to give it another whirl this week, is the two-minute drill. in um, the two-minute drill, it's going to be kind of like the news and notes that we do on the Kool-Aid cast where I kind of tell you what you just saw or things that pop up to me of what happened previously before we jump into this, this upcoming week and kind of my projections of things I think will happen or people that you need to have in your lineups, things like that. So um, I do have some music key queued up and uh this music is about 2 minutes long so i'm actually going to try to play this music knock out my uh updates info things i want to talk about and get out kind of right when this music ends so we'll uh we'll see if i can hit this uh on a one take here right off the get go so let's uh let's break the huddle for the second ever 2 minute drill right here on the fantasy football flavor podcast so last week Mike Evans win cuckoo. eight catches, 190 and three touchdowns. Oh my, that, that's gonna win you most fantasy leagues. No doubt, no question. Uh, if you had him in your lineup, you, you got a dub ski, I'm pretty sure. Alvin Kamara doing Alvin Kamara type things. 70 plus rushing, 90 plus through the air receiving got in the end zone twice I mean this guy just looks silky smooth when he runs catches everything he does looks crazy it's all about him staying healthy and for them to use him you know use this guy across the board he's incredible my man Deshaun Watson 351 and three touchdowns he continues to just be absolutely incredible as well as uh, get blown up every third play too when he just stands back there and gets crushed. Uh, but, man, when he stands back there and avoids pressure and throws the football, it's a beautiful thing to watch. He's incredible. If you had him, he would probably do well also. Pat Mahomes keeps doing his thing. That's a weekly deal until he comes to Detroit this Sunday. We might have a little something for him. Uh, we had some injuries. Saquon Barkley. Is going to be out for a long time. Six, eight weeks is probably what it's going to be. That's really going to hurt a ton of teams. Julian Edelman went down. I'm not totally sure on the severity. And uh, T.Y. Hilton, who's a guy having no lineups I never have on my team, is out as well. And, man, I got jobbed in two of my fantasy leagues. Uh, My Detroit Lions team I told you guys about, I lost because Jordan... Atkins, like the third or fourth tight end for Houston, decided to blow up out of nowhere. Cost me the dang week right at the end, uh, man. And I also caught an L in, in another league I like because my boy Baker Mayfield decided to throw a pick on the final play of the game. Cost me four points. I lost by four points. Unbelievable, crazy week in fantasy uh, pretty much nailed it. I mean, that's two minutes. I got in what I could get in. Uh, you guys know what happened. You, you know, who blew up there, you know, you want to hear about the upcoming week. And then now with the redo of the show, I really hope to do maybe some more lion segments. I know you guys want to hear lions content, uh, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there as well as, uh, like I say, I'll just come up with some other fun stuff to do each week. So we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. When we come back, we're going to be talking about like guys you might want to pick up, I'm going to dive deep into the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League, which is what, uh, gosh, heading into week four now, almost a quarter way through the season. I'll talk about who's doing well in that league and, um, you know, detail some things I noticed uh, with with my squad as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about some matchups, some games you want to keep your eye on here uh, for the NFL schedule coming up uh, starting on Thursday. So everybody will take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. We're back. So uh, I I know one thing. I mean, getting the show to you on Tuesday, normally if I'm going to get it to you on Monday. The biggest thing people want to know is kind of like, who, who do I pick up? You know, everyone want to work the waiver wire. This is my quick take. Like, I'm not really a big waiver wire guy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not rushing there. I'm not putting in a ton of claims across the board because... I'm I'm the guy that wants to hang in there with my draft for the most part. You know, I'm the guy that doesn't want to give up on a good talent because he had two bad weeks out of the first four. You know, it's still still early when it comes to that perspective. So I'm telling you, kind of hold on to your people. Don't be that guy that's dropping an ad and left and right. The most annoying thing in a few of my leagues, I got a few buddies, a few people I know that uh, – they just drop an ad like it's going crazy and they actually do decently well at it, which is even more frustrating. So they, they'll they make it into the playoffs and start playing these these bumsky quarterbacks that are somehow in or they might have a, a third, fourth receiver that somehow has a good matchup and he'll actually do well that week. And, and like I say, help them win fantasy weeks, help them win fantasy championships, which is crazy to me. But like I say. It is an important part of your team, too. I mean, if you got injuries, if you got other things that are sort of hurting your outcomes, yeah, you need to be on the waiver wire and sort of pick up some of these guys that have either elevated due to injury or have just played well consistently. Like, when people start going three, four weeks where they're playing well, you know, it's not necessarily a um, you know, surprise at that point. It's more of a trend. So, like I say, uh, these are some pickups I think you should at least consider. I just wrote down a few names. Um, this is one guy I've had in a deep dynasty league for a few years and I don't think I've ever started him. You know, he just kind of sits there in depth in my team, but I've always liked his talent kind of from day one coming out of college, real, uh, kind of unique talent and, uh, went to kind of a weird spot as well as a weird spot in the draft. But, uh, DJ Chark, DJ Chark's a guy that, gosh, man, he, he was He was interesting in the draft process. I remember Daniel Jeremiah being real high on him. But, man, this guy flew up the draft board and pretty high in the second round uh, to a team like Jacksonville who already had a bunch of receivers. So, you know, no idea where he was going to fit in the process. But he kind of went really under the radar as a rookie, um, you know, had a little bit of buzz. And here he is kind of just – Multiple weeks in a row now, blowing up with you know probably over seventy yards and a touchdown. I think in multiple weeks, I want to say he's almost had a touchdown either three out of the four or every week. So, like I say, this guy's big. He's got long arms. He can run routes. He can catch. They throw it deep to him a lot, which is good. DJ Chark's a guy that looks like he's taking either that number one or number two role in. um, in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville, the reason I bring his name up is he's probably not on many teams, especially in a 10-team st- standard league or an 8-teamer. He's probably out there. So I'd add him before others do and before, like I say, if he keeps this up, there's only D.D. Westbrook pretty much in his way to targets, and I think he'll be good. So D.J. Chark's a guy I'd go consider now as an option uh, on your fantasy team. Now, the second name I have here... It's another guy I liked in college, but kind of just went to a tough spot. And uh, he just has a unique skill set. Wayne Gallman over there with the Giants. I mean, Saquon Barkley, Saquads, as they call him, is going to be out for multiple, multiple weeks with that high ankle sprain. And uh, Gallman actually played pretty well. If you ever watch him, like when he gets in, he does some decent things in the run and the pass game uh now that he's the featured guy they obviously traded paul perkins to our lions uh which we'll see if paul perk has so hopefully we'll get to see a look at him soon and hopefully he can help the detroit lions but uh wayne gallman i mean i don't see too much in the way of carries i was even thinking today like maybe cj anderson lands there somebody you know off the street running back goes there to give them some depth but uh Wayne Gallman, if he gets the rock, I mean, obviously the running back is a pretty important position in that offense based around Saquon being in there. So I'd see him being featured in a lot of different ways. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gives you kind of that that running back output that you see when it's a it's a team that has a stud running back. He goes down the next guy up isn't terrible, but isn't great. And he comes in and uh, does some decent things. So, you know, I could think that based on matchup, you know, if you want to go ahead and grab Wayne Wayne Gallman, if you've got some banged up running backs, he might be a play depending on who they're going against and, and might want to see him for a week, you know, kind of see what he does and see how he fares next name on my list. And again, I was hesitant to even put this on here because, you know, quarterbacks and fantasy football are so devalued as well as if you're in a smaller league, you know, you should kind of be covered in this area, but, this Kyle Allen guy in uh, in Carolina. I mean, I didn't know much about him, and I kind of was looking at him in some deeper leagues that I have. And uh, when I was reading up on him, like it's kind of crazy. He's he's got some real top pedigree. I want to say he was like a really top, maybe the top recruit coming out coming into college. I, mean, I read some things that he actually ran. I think it was Kyler Murray off the off one of his teams where they were competing, and he actually beat out Kyler Murray. Then he goes first NFL star, just beats up Kyler Murray again in Kyler Murray's house. Uh, I couldn't take more joy out of that. I got to tell you, that was tremendous. Um, but I think this guy can do some things. I mean, he's no stiff coming in there at, a, at the quarterback position. Lots of buzz, lots of good things. I'm reading about him. And I think Cam Newton's just done. You know, I, I've been on this for a while where Cam Newton, right when he came out, when he was scoring all those running touchdowns and just had that absolute swagger, I was all on board. I thought this is like a quarterback I've never seen in my life. Now I'm definitely more on this guy's beat up. He's way more about, you know, wearing headdresses and and wearing these kooky hats and glasses than he is about playing the quarterback position. So, I mean, I, I could see him just being done in Carolina, you know, maybe – getting a change of scenery would help Cam Newton. I don't know, but uh, that's my quick take is that, you know, Kyle Allen could be much better than expected and he could be the guy. I think in Carolina, if he, if he plays a few good games here and Cam Newton gets a bad attitude or continues to be beat up, they might just go with this guy and uh, kind of try to build a good team around him. I you mean, know, already pretty solid, um, you know, got some young ride receivers. Christian McCaffrey is obviously incredible. You've got, um, always seem to be a solid defense down there in Carolina. So keep your eye on that, no doubt about it. So if you're in a deeper league or you're really hurting that quarterback, this might be a guy you could pick up not only for a couple weeks, but, you know, maybe maybe he's playing the rest of the year. We'll see. Philip Dorsett is a name I put on my list. Uh, you know, I, I pretty much love any New England receivers because you look back at the history, I mean, the GOAT, Tom Brady, uh, just has always made just nothing receivers good, right? I could just go down the list. It's incredible. But Philip Dorsett had some absolute crazy juice coming out of college. I mean, he is electric row runner, super fast, got taken higher than, you know, he should have to a team he probably shouldn't have, you know, with Grigson taking him over there in uh, in Indy. But uh, it took him a while, you know. for I thought for sure, too, when he went to New England, I didn't think he was the best. <coughs> excuse me the best fit there Um, just based on his past track record and kind of what his game was. I thought he's more of a, gosh, I don't even know how to describe him. Just kind of like electric when it came to speed and ability, but not a guy that could fit in that type of system or that type of structure. But he seems to really be a reliable receiver now. And, you know, it depends if Edelman's banged up or I read some things, Josh Gordon's a little banged up. I mean, Philip Dorsett already has two good games, I want to say, this year. I mean, first game was crazy. I think he went for well over 100 and a touchdown or two. I think he had another touchdown or two here recently. Um, so he, it's not like, hey, he might be good or he might put up some numbers. He's already put up some numbers. And uh, I'd expect that probably to continue if he gets opportunities. You, know, you just don't know how things are going to shake out. And then, of course, you know, Antonio Brown going absolutely crazy. I mean, I took this guy in, in one league where I really needed him. I thought I got him at good value. I thought he'd blow up in Oakland. You've heard me on the show earlier say Antonio Brown's going to be incredible. And then he goes to new England. I say, Oh, if he can get his head, right, he's going to be incredible. This guy's nuts. I mean, he's lost his mind. I mean, it's went way too far. He's just, he, there's something wrong with this guy. He needs help. And, uh, I don't see Antonio Brown playing anywhere in the NFL this season or maybe ever again. So with him out of the picture and with some other people banged up, Philip Dorsett's a guy who I think you can go out, get for cheap, get on your waiver wire, and probably uh, play in the right matchups because Tom Brady just throws it to who's open and makes plays that way. So um, those are just a few names. Obviously, there's there's tons of others that I'd say go out and get. But I wanted to hit on those uh, as we got going with the show. Now, this is what I really want to dig into. The Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League. Now, this was a really late-in-the-game idea that I came up with. Man, I'm trying not to cough everybody in the mic, but like I say, you can tell my voice is a little rough. Um, I came up with this idea. It was probably only a few days for the season. Shouted everybody out on Twitter. You guys were incredible. You jumped right on it. I made it a 20-team league because that's as big as ESPN would let me make it. And within 5, 10 minutes, I mean, the sucker was full. Um, you guys came strong, filled it up. The draft was fun. Uh, I was a little distracted doing a bunch of different things during the draft. Unfortunately, other job responsibilities. But still got an okay team. You know, in a 20-team league, it really changes where you draft running backs, wide receivers, QBs, all that type of stuff. And uh, QBs kickers defense is really thin so if you didn't get any you're pretty much hurting so a lot of unique things from that perspective but uh it's been fun like i say I, I think i i came out the shoots and got beat by my buddy uh uh yeah i lost to uh um to my buddy right off the top there and uh that hurt and then i came back in week two and got a big dub and in week three, Team Conrad, and my buddy uh, the Big Hughes, who you've heard on this show, uh, was talking mad noise about how he's just gonna smash me. And he had got fortunate, you know, very, very fortunate, as I like to say, or very lucky, we can put it that way, um, that he beat me in a couple of our other big fantasy leagues that we do. But all oh, he just thought he was gonna walk through uh, the fantasy football flavor in this uh, league. But uh, no, not the case. I ended up beating him up by thirty. So um, I'm sitting there at two and one middle of the pack in the east division we've got uh not surprising the detroit lions up at three and 0 i'm undefeated never lost if i'm gonna say detroit lions are three and oh three and O, I i mean undefeated top of their division in this fantasy league and our detroit lions are two oh and one in real life i mean you think i'm not gonna play this soundbite i'm undefeated never lost I mean that is going to be continue to be played until somebody can deal with the Detroit Lions on the NFL field and somebody's got to deal with Detroit Lions in this Detroit Kool-Aid Cast fantasy league cuz 3 and 0. I mean you got you got them at 3 and 0 and you got you got Frank Ribble. Frank Ribble, don't think I don't have a sound clip for you too. I mean really Frank Ribble, you're 3 and 0. Really? 3 and 0. Really? Wow! So we've got Detroit Lions and Frank Ribble. Wow! Up at the top of the West Division in the Detroit Cass Fantasy League. Over in the East, we got the A B Couch Coach. Um, that you know, been talking mad noise. Uh, couch Coach on Twitter. Saying how good your team is, and you're just smashing people, and you already got it circled on your calendar when I come to play you. I think in like week six, you said, and how you're gonna beat me, and this, that, and the other. I mean, easy fellow. Okay, you won a couple games. I mean, congratulations. I mean, I know you're, I know you're at home doing the Rod Allen. Oh, oh, oh. woo! I mean, you're over there like acting, you know, using my AO soundbite every time you win. Oh. Baby, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if later in the year injuries start hitting you and other things start coming up. And I don't know, you're probably doing some of this struggling. So don't think I'm not coming for you, AB couch coach. And then we got go pack, go up at two and one. Again, another guy from one of my big fantasy leagues who uh, had himself a good draft and did well. And oh, hey, look, it's it's team Conrad uh, down there at the. Uh, at two and one as well, kind of basically tied with me, or kind of uh, right in that same, right in that same range, you know, uh, that uh, I am after I took it, took him to the woodshed and beat him up by thirty. I mean, while I was beating him, uh, you know, game after game, player by player, and as the scores kept going up, I just kept saying this. Roll tide, baby. Roll tide, baby. So, Conrad, that's for you, buddy. All right, now. It's your boy Conrad down here in Huntsville, Alabamski. Yeah, well, how, how'd how you like that loss down there, uh, Team Conrad, in uh, Huntsville, Alabamski there, Hugheski? Uh, you know, sorry I had to beat you and your your favorite caller, Conrad, but that's how it goes, man. So, Detroit Kool-Aid cast, Fantasy League is good, man. Like I say, it's 20 teams. It's hard to, like, know everybody's roster, but... Got some top teams there. You know, got a few teams. Uh, I guess I got to call them out. Mouse Rat. I mean, 0-3, not looking too hot. We got 0-16 doing absolutely that, living up to their team name with 0-3. We've got uh, I got my buddy uh, Frequent on the Twitter machine and uh, on the Kool-Aid cast listener line. Uh, Tampa Tampa Paul. Uh, down there at one and two. I thought he started out well. I thought he had a big win off the get-go, so he must have took two L's in a row probably because he's down there now at the bottom. And we got the Detroit Cartier Cats um, at 0-3 as well. So um, those teams have some work to do. Let's scroll down here. ESPN actually has a season stat. So it looks like the top team overall, again, not surprisingly, is the Detroit Lions in this league. Um, Ab Couch coach is number two ranked. You got Frank Ribble, uh, the the Q Master, hanging in there at number three, and then you've got uh, you got me down here at number nine. You got Team Conrad at eight, and since I already sort of made fun of him on the show, I mean I had to do it here. So so Chuck with his uh, you know Priest Holmes covered magazine, um, his his record. Where's he at in the standings here? The magazine is at a Putrid one and two record. Um, he is down here at 13th out of 20th overall. So, like I said, just another reason not to use a magazine in 2019. The computer is the way to go. I mean, like I said, I think Chuck missed the memo about two decades ago. Maybe he's still on that flip phone or something. But uh, like I say, that should be a fun league. Probably gonna get heated as we continue to have games and continue to uh, to go. But uh, like I said, it's a fun one. Uh, my team is heavy on wideouts, kind of short on running backs, but I'm making it work, even though, like, my whole offseason, all I did was tell you guys to load up on running backs, have all that depth, and then when the draft came, I flipped the script because I thought everybody would know that, and I went with receivers, best available. And uh, we'll see how it works out for me. So, like I say, I think I'll be in the mix at the end, and if I get in the playoffs, you know, that that's really when things matter, uh, when it's all said and done. So, fun league, thank you all for joining. That should be good times. Let me go ahead and hit you up with a few matchups to watch for this week. There's a lot of good matchups across the NFL slate and, uh, and some good fantasy uh, players in those matchups as well. So, so the ones I've kind of circled in my head, or I'm going to be interested to watch and keep an eye on fantasy wise, um, the Eagles at green Bay, you know, I I expect that game to be kind of uh, up and down. I would could see Aaron Rodgers having a big game there at home and kind of You know, having one of those primetime games where that's all they talk about is Aaron Rodgers and him throwing off the back leg and all this other bullcrap. The Eagles are obviously still really beat up, took a big L to our Lions, but uh, I could see them having a bounce back and kind of, you know, finding a way, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, working his tight ends and kind of figuring a way to put some points, keep that game close. Next one I had here is Chiefs-Lions, the uh, high-powered Kansas City Chiefs coming in to play the Detroit Lions wearing the old-school throwbacks. Um, I think that's exactly what kind of game it's going to be, new-school offense versus a ball-control team that's going to try to hold it. So, um, you know, we'll talk all about that on the Wednesday and Friday Kool-Aid cast, but I see that game being closer than you can expect. I know it's easy to say the Chiefs will beat the Lions, but I think it's setting up kind of nice where – if the Lions are ever going to beat the Chiefs, I mean, right now at home, the way they're playing, their health, and the mojo they have, this is kind of the time to do it. So keep an eye on that one, no doubt about it. we got the Cowboys at the Saints. I mean, two big-name teams, Sunday night football. That's one that you got to keep your eye on. Dak Prescott's been incredible. Zeke Elliott, I traded for him in one of my big leagues. All he's done is put up a hundy and a touch basically all year. Guys like clockwork. Um, The Saints, you know, have that backup quarterback situation, and I don't know. Everybody still thinks of him a high-powered offense, and Kamara did his thing last week, but they could be in trouble, you know, as regards to scoring points and and being able to deal with that uh, Cowboys D, so keep an eye on that one. The uh, Cleveland Browns against the Ravens, Man. Uh, my guy, Baker Mayfield, sure let me down in more ways than one. Again, uh, coming up short late in the game, I can't say his offensive line or his uh, play calling and rest of his team did him many favors, but to uh, just look so bad there at the end of the game, not be able to get it done was tough. And now you're going up against a Baltimore D, who's always tough. And uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson, to me, is still getting more pub than he probably deserves. You know, okay, he's been good. He's played some good games. He's a unique talent. I'm still not putting him up in my top five, top eight quarterbacks. I mean, he'd be in there on that 10 range for me with the upside to blow up, you know, based on his running ability and some other things. So, see what happens there. We got the Pats and the Bills in an undefeated matchup. Uh, I think that one's in Buffalo. So, you know, Buffalo fan will be going crazy. Oh, Bill's Mafia up there will be going nuts. And uh, Tom Brady will probably walk in there and do what he does, which is just probably put up 300 and three touchdowns and walk out of there with a W. Um, The last one I had on my list was Vikes Bears, uh, Vikings and the Bears, an NFC Norris matchup, as Chris Berman would say, Uh, you know, lots of good skill players on both sides of the ball there. I could see uh, Kirk Cousins having a good game, being able to throw the ball around uh, a little bit and uh, and uh, yeah, the the Bears I mean I don't know the Bears will probably try to get their running game going they probably see more from David Montgomery as well as maybe get Tariq Cohen in space and let him do some things so that's kind of just a real quick synopsis of what I see but uh, like I say hopefully you guys are all enjoying your fantasy leagues I mean get those lineups in have fun with it let the chips fall where they may I mean uh, like I said I could definitely be second guessing a couple moves this week that cost me W's but overall like I said I think I chalked up um, I was probably at about 80% again with Ws, but those, those couple losses it still killed me. It was like, ah, oh, if I would have just done this, or if this guy wouldn't have done this, I'd been undefeated uh, for the uh, for the week. I'm undefeated, never lost. Thank you, Levar. You know I got to get that in, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, when the playoffs come and when everything's said and done, I mean, I'd love in a couple of my big leagues to be. I'm undefeated, never lost. Uh, bringing home some hardware this year. So hopefully you guys will as well. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry about my voice. I'm struggling to to get through this podcast. Looking forward to the Wednesday and Friday shows, talking Lions, even though I'll have to deal with Grifka. Um, But those should be fun as well. So thank you, everybody. Um, Once I get this voice taken care of, we'll be doing solo shows, having some fun, getting you some fantasy football each week, as well as two Lions podcasts is the plan. So thanks, everybody. Take care. I'm out. Back to back, start to play, this game is over, it is over, what a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.